Greetings and salutations, my friends. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. This is Monday, January 25th, 2021. My goodness, we are almost through the first month of 2021. Mm. Anyway, happy Monday to you. I think most of you have already had your work day uh, pass by. And so uh, now you are relaxing at home. And on Mondays, we play you a old time and old time radio comedy. And we've got a really good one lined up today. Tell you about it in just a minute. But for right now, as you know, your responsibility is to get over there in that big easy chair, get your feet up, get yourself perhaps a little snack, a little refreshment, and let the cares of the day drift away because we are going to come right back with a really funny old time radio comedy. Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. Monday, Monday. It just turns out that way. But Monday, Monday. Won't go away. Monday, Monday. Something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with kings, nothing with crowns. Bring on the lovers, liars, and clowns. Situation, no complications. Nothing portentous or polite. Ready tomorrow, comedy tonight. <laughs> All right, on our Comedy Corner this week, we're going to visit Jack Benny and the Gang for an episode of the Jack Benny program that was first broadcast on February the 3rd in 1947. Now, this is kind of a uh, famous one, a famous show, famous uh, episode. In this one, Jack fires the Sportsman's Quartet. And it doesn't, it happens in the second half of the show. You recall that the Benny writers were divided into two teams, and one team would write the first half of the show and the second the second half of the show. So this happens actually right toward the end. But it is funny. And what's unique about it is this set up a series of, I believe it was four episodes, that dealt with the firing of the Sportsman Quartet. Well, I don't want to say any more because I don't want to ruin it. The, the last phone call that ends the show is what I think is just hilarious. We'll talk about that on the other side. So here we go. From 1947, this is the Jack Benny program and the uh, Jack Fires, the Sportsman's Quartet. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, 
We bring you Wait a minute, wait a minute, Donzie. Hold it, hold it. Jackson ain't here yet. What? Neither is Dennis or Livy. Oh, my goodness, this is awful. What do you mean, awful? The audience is going to get a break today. I've been waiting for a chance like this for months. Hit it, boys. One, two. She's frying eggs and crawling hammy, and that's what I like about the sound. Now, there you can make no mistake, where those nerves are never shaky. Oh. Rochester. Rochester. Yes, sir. Step on it, will you? Can't you make this car go any faster? Boys, did you ever hear the story of the hare and the tortoise? Yes. Well, both of them just passed us. <laughs> hmm, what tough luck. Imagine going out to the garage and finding a flat tire. Not a bit of air in it. It was the new one, too. It had to be the new one. Huh? The other three are filled with sand. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> Rochester, why have you got the windshield wipers going? We have no windshield. I know, but it keeps the steam from the radiator out of my face. <laughs> oh. Let's say, boss, I think we're making better time. I just caught up with the rabbit that passed us. Rochester, don't be silly. There are no rabbits on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. What's up, Doc? <laughs> well, what do you know? I guess the warm weather brought them out. Isn't it? Gosh, it isn't bad enough I'm late. Mary and Dennis are waiting for us to pick them up. Boss, you should be on air right now. I know, I know. Turn on the radio and see what they're doing. Okay. Here comes old Bob with all the news The box back coat and the button shoes But all paid up with his union dues And that's what I like about the sound Isn't that awful? Here Turn it off Roy, <laughs> That song is enough to make a Yankee Out of Senator Claghorn <laughs> Pull over the corner, Roger This is where we're supposed to pick up Dennis Mary. There's Dennis now Hello, Mr. Benny Oh, hop in, Dennis We're late I know I was home listening to the radio And Phil was singing That's what I like about the South I know, I know My mother said she wished A little bit of heaven Would fall from out the sky And hit him right on the head <laughs> Well, for once in my life I agree with your mother She hates you, too <laughs> All right, all right Come on, Rochester Let's go Oh, Jack, Jack Oh, hello, Mary Hop in been this late before. What happened? Well, we were all ready to go to the studio, and when we got to the garage, we found a flat tire. I really should have called for a taxi. Call for a taxi? You wouldn't call for help if it had a meter on it. First place, you read that line wrong. I know. Supposed to be, you wouldn't call for help if it had a meter on it. I was even afraid of that today, this morning. I was... What are you talking? I've taken you home from the studio in a cab many times. Oh, stop bragging. It only cost 75 cents. 75 cents. The other night when I took you home, it cost me $3 and a half. Well, it was your idea to go up on Mulholland Drive. <laughs> well, don't let it go to your head, sister. I only, only, I only took you up there to show you how beautiful the city looks with the lights on. I know. When the fog rolled in, you wanted your money back. <laughs> money back, money back. 
Stop making things up. I went up to Mulholland Drive three nights in a row with my girl, and oh boy, did we have fun. <laughs> Why, what, what did you do, kid? We went around peeking into new Studebakers. <laughs> Dennis. One of them had 1,800 miles on it. <laughs> that must have been a thrilling evening you had. There. Say, Jack, we're so late. Do you think Don can hold the audience till we get there? Phil is entertaining him. I wonder what he's doing now. Rochester, turn on the radio. Listen to your boy whose hair is flaxen Loosen your tie and start relaxing When Harris is here, who needs Jackson? Cause I'm what you like about the South Who Come needs Jackson? Me. What I can Turn it Let's off Let's go see my... <laughs> Rochester, you can park any place now There's the studio up ahead Jack, why don't you spend 15 cents And put the car in the parking lot? Because the streets belong to the people And I'm a people <laughs> Rochester, what's the matter with you? You just passed a good parking place over there I know, but that's on our right, boss This car only turns left <laughs> Oh, yes, I forgot The steering rod's broken Well, if this car won't turn to the right How are we gonna get back to Beverly Hills? I got it all mapped out, Miss Livingston We go straight to Pasadena Left to Bakersfield Left to Oxnard Then down the coast and home <laughs> Oh, we'll get home, all right. Once we get to Carthay Circle, we can head in any direction there. <laughs> now, keep your eyes open for a place to... Dennis, we're not on a parade. Stop sitting on top of the seat. Huh? And take that sign off your back. Well, I want it there. You don't need it. Everybody knows you've got two shows. <laughs> now, sit down on the... Whoop, whoop. There's a... Whoop, whoop. What are you whoop, whooping about? Rochester, there's a place to park right across the street. Can't do it, boss. I'll have to make a U-turn. Well, what's wrong with making a U-turn? There's a $2, two, do two dollar double charge. <laughs> There's a $2 cover charge, charge for that. No Boy, all I ask is one rehearsal. That's all I ask. Well, go ahead. Nobody's looking. Now, grab hold of your door, Mary, so it won't fly open. The door's on your side. Oh, yes, yes. Well, here we are. Uh-oh, is that a policeman? It ain't Uncle Remus. <laughs> It's a cop, all right. Shut the motor off. Gee. Well, what are you going to do, Jack? Oh, I'll think of something. Hey, you. The idea of making a U-turn in the middle of the block. Eh? I said, what's the idea of making a U-turn in the middle of the block? Don't you know it's against the law? Well, I'll tell you, officer, I don't get to the city very often, so I don't know much about your newfangled laws you got here. <laughs> What a performance. <laughs> Esri, be quiet. You see, officer, I live out Sherman Oaks way, and I just drove my old lady and my boy in to see the big city. Patooey. <laughs> Ain't that right, Mirandy? You're darn tootin', Patooey. 
Thank goodness we have no windshield. <laughs> Officer, this is the missus. Oh, glad to know you, ma'am. Now look, old timer, you got to obey the traffic laws while you're in the city. Well, I'll tell you. Get your gun, Paul. That man's a revenuer. <laughs> Well, officer, guess we'll mosey along. Thanks very much for your advice. All right, old-timer, but don't let this happen again. I won't. So long, officer. So long. Come on, Moe and Esri. Let's take a look at this radio station, see what those programmies are like. And Zeke, you sit here and wait for it. Zeke. Zeke. Who, me? <laughs> yes, you. Come on, Mary. The cop's gone now. Let's get into the studio. Dennis, hurry up. Right behind you, Pa. Patrouille. <laughs> Dennis, you're not a rube anymore. Put your shoes back on. Fifteen years on the radio, and it's the first time I've ever been late. Thank goodness we got here anyway. She's got baked beans and candy yams, those sugar-cured Virginia hands. All right, Phil, all, all right, I'm here, I'm here. I like. Well, Phil, I'm here. You can stop. What do you mean, stop, Jackson? I'm just getting warmed up. Warmed up? You've been singing that thing for 20 minutes. I've been listening to you on the radio. You've been listening to me? Certainly. Well, bless your little gray heart. <laughs> All right, Phil, you had your big day. Now go sit down. Oh, Jack, what happened? How come you're so late? Oh, it's a long story, Don. I had a flat tire, and then I got tied up in traffic, and Rochester didn't know what he was talking about. And right out here in front of the studio... <laughs> well, he was nervous. You know, a cop coming. You can blame him. You know. And right out here in front of the studio, a cop tried to give me a ticket. I told him I was Jack Benny. He changed his mind fast. Didn't he, Mary? But do he? <laughs> oh, stop that. Now, look, kids, the show is so mixed up, we'll have to start somewhere. So, Dennis, maybe you ought... Wait a minute. Phil. Phil. What's the matter? What are you, uh, your, excuse the expression, musicians dressed like that for? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that. Well, the photographer's coming over to take some publicity shots, and I told the boys that if they look glamorous, they might get their pictures in Esquire. Look, Phil, your boys will never get their pictures in Esquire. So you can tell Frankie to put down that white telephone and take off that low-cut sweatshirt. <laughs> and tell him to cover up that tattoo on his chest. Are you kidding? He gets paid for that. I know, but it's such a ridiculous tattoo. This is the year of the yearly. What a slogan, the year of the yearling. What about the slogan they had for your picture? Mary. This is the week of the weakling. <laughs> that shows how much you know it didn't even run a week. Now look, kids, before we start our play for tonight, I think Dennis... <laughs> what's that? Jack, there's a man in the third row with a gun. Hey, mister, what's the idea? Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to shoot myself, but I missed. Well, what's wrong? I'm a dentist, and my patient is driving me crazy. Your patient? Her name is Nora Prentice, and she won't open her mouth. <laughs> he must be crazy. A few minutes ago, he was a rabbit. Sing, Dennis. <laughs> Just 
Does it still run down to Donny Cole through Killy Bay, Kilcarry and Kildare? How are things in Clockamora? That lassie with a twinkling eye comes smiling by, and as she walk away, sad and dreamy there, not to see me there. So I ask each weeping willow and each brook along. Glockamora, sung by Dennis Day. And Dennis, that was a cute little Irish number. Not as cute as the one I took up on Mulholland Drive. <laughs> well, has she got a friend? Yes, but you wouldn't like him. Oh. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature... Hmm. Come in. Uh, pardon the intrusion, Mr. Benny, but could you do me please a favor? Oh, why, certainly, certainly, Mr. Kitzel. Hello, what is it? Well, I got two tickets to a radio program here at NBC, and I don't know what studio it's in. Oh, well, what program is it? Edgar Bernstein. <laughs> oh, Edgar Bergen. Uh -huh. Edgar Bergen, yeah. He's in Studio A right across the hall. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I, I know you like Edgar's show, that Charlie McCarthy is really funny. Yes, and he looks so natural, too, almost like a human being. That's right. As yes. Many people mistake Charlie for a little boy. Yes, I know. Once when I was by his broadcast, I went up to him and I said, Please, Mr. McCarthy, could I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you felt silly. Who felt silly? He gave it to me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But you know, he's certainly comical, that Charlie McCarthy. And so is the other little dummy, Mortimer Schwartz. <laughs> That's snurred. Oh, yes, yes. By the way, Mr. Kitzel, I, I meant to thank you for the birthday card you sent me. It was very thoughtful and it expressed such nice sentiment. Yes, and I wrote that poem myself. What was the poem, Mr. Kitzel? Well, it went like this. To Mr. Benny, today I hear you're 38, but I know you're 53. <laughs> but if you're liking 38, that's okay by me. <laughs> well, it was a very... Well, it was a very cute thought. Mr. Kitzel, in case you happen to pass my house during the next few days, drop in. I'll mix you a martini. A martini? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh you like martinis? No. <laughs> I 
Well, anyway, Mr. Kitzel, if you're around when I leave, I'll drive you home. Yeah, well, thank you, but don't bother, Mr. Benny. You see, I got my own car, a new studio maker. You have? Mm-hmm. It's got exactly 1,800 miles on it. <laughs> 1,800? Dennis, that must have been the car you peeked into. Ho, ho, ho! Dennis! <laughs> Bye, Mr. Benny. So long, Mr. Kitzel. Now I think in Glocky Murray. He's a nice little guy. I'm sorry I forgot to invite him to my birthday party. Oh, that reminds me, Jack. It's been a whole week now, and you never thanked me for the birthday present I sent you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. Thanks very much. It was a wonderful gift. I really appreciated it. What'd you give him, Livy? A check for $10. Well, Mary, it, was, it wasn't the sentiment, it was the money I mean, it wasn't the money, it was the check I mean, the sentiment Now, come on, kids, we have a check, a sketch to do uh, Ladies and gentlemen, tonight... Oh, Jack, we're... before you start the ca- sketch, don't you think we ought to do a commercial? <laughs> but just one fellow, one fellow That's all I ask one man read a line right. That's all. Thirteen years he's been with What are you going to say, Don? Well, I say, uh, before you start the sketch, don't you think we ought to do a commercial? A commercial? Well, yeah. what a start being an original idea. Yes, Don, by all means, let's be doing... Let's be daring... Let's be daring and do a commercial. Okay, Jack. Or that's ready. The what? The quartet? quartet? Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Don. Wait a minute. No quartet and no more singing. That's final. But, Jack... Look, Don, since we opened our season 22 weeks ago, the sportsman quartet has been driving me nuts. It isn't bad enough what they do to me in the studio. But two weeks ago, you brought them right out on the street, right out on the corner in front of NBC, in front of a crowd of people, and embarrassed me something awful. Imagine them singing a commercial and people throwing money. Pennies. How much was it, Jack? $4.67. Smart Alec threw a slug. So, Don, let's not talk about it anymore. The quartet is through. They'll never sing for me again. Jack, I know I've asked you many times to give these boys one more chance, and I'm going to ask again, but just this once. Don, look. And if you don't like it this time, you can fire them, and I give you my word of honor, I'll not interfere. Well, all right, Don. If you really mean what you said, it's a deal. I'll give these boys one more chance. Remember, fellas, this is your last chance. Is that clear? Hmm. All right, Don. Okay, their number is humor-esque. Take it, boys, and remember, your job depends on it. Go ahead. L-S-L-S-M-F-T means find the back, oh, don't you see? Yes, L-S-L-S-M-F-M-F-T, my darling. Better. if you wish to spell, it's merely T-F-M-S-L. So round, so firm, so not bad at all. Very good. Very good. Holy bat, a razzmatazz, get with it, Joe. Rock it, you must suck it. A little bit of heaven is L-S-M-F-T. Ice, give me a piece of pipe. Oh, John, look. Oh, John, that isn't what I want. John, that isn't what I want to try. 
There is nothing quite like a lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute, fellas. That's not it at all. We know. So we say in the fact. Wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. All right, fellas, I've had enough. That was it. You had your chance, and you're, you're through making a fool out of me. You're fired. Through, now get out. Out! Well, at last I'm through with them. And Don, don't you open your mouth, or you go with them. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Jack. What? If you ask me, I think you're making a big mistake firing your quartet. I didn't ask you. And now... Livy's right, Jackson. Huh? Livy's right, Jackson. You should never have fired those guys. Huh? They're harmony. It's great. Phil, when you're talking about pool, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> when we're talking about bourbon, I'll bow to your superior judgment. <laughs> Even when we're... If we're talking about new hairdos, I'll acquiesce. <laughs> but when it comes to music and harmony... I'd rather take the word of Lassie's other pup. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen... I think you're right, Mr. Benny. You bet I'm right. I'm glad you're on my side, Dennis. The other side wouldn't have me. <laughs> and the quartet is fired, and that's settled. Now, let's get on with the play. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction tonight... Oh, now what? Come in. How do you do, folks? I'm the photographer from Downbeat Magazine. I'm here to take pictures of Phil Harris's band. Wait a minute, mister. We're trying to do a program. Why are you taking pictures of Harris's orchestra? Oh, they just won a popularity contest that was conducted by our magazine. A contest? Yes. We stopped ten people on the street and asked them who their favorite band was. Uh-huh. And all eleven voted for Phil Harris. You stopped ten people and eleven of them voted for Phil? One of them had two heads. <laughs> That I can believe. Hey, wait a minute, Bob. Wait a minute. We ain't posing for just anybody. Are you a good photographer? Oh, I'm one of the best in the business. I have some pictures here that I've taken of my children. Here, look at them. Now, look, we haven't time. Oh, Jack, look at these pictures. Aren't they cute? How old is this little boy? Uh, that's Irving. He's seven. And this little fellow is Julius. He's five. Hmm. Well, how about this cute little girl? The smallest one on the end. That's my wife. She's a midget. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I, I didn't mean to be rude. That is. Oh, I... that's all right. Quite frequently, I get my wife mixed up with the children. Really? Yes. Only this morning, I fed her a bowl of pablum, threw over my shoulder, and burped her. Oh. I didn't realize she was my wife till her teeth dropped on the floor. Her teeth? Hey, what about taking the pictures? My boys are getting nervous. All right. Everybody smile now. Watch the birdie. One, two, three. Click. Got it. Good, good. Now, if you don't mind, we'll get on with our show. Uh, just a minute. Before I leave, would you mind if I took a picture of your quartet? My quartet? Why? Just to keep for myself. I think they're wonderful. Oh, you do, eh? Well, if you want a picture of my quartet, you can go outside and look for them. I just fired them. You fired them? Yes. You fool, you! <laughs> what? You mean old man! I am not a mean old man, and get out! Nobody's going to come in here and tell me how to run my business. But, Jack... Wait a minute, Mary. Now, wait a minute. I've got something to say to you and everybody in the company, and you might as well hear it. I've been on the radio for 15 years. 
I've always had my own show. I've always run my own show. And I'm going to keep on running it. And you, Don, Dennis, or Phil, or nobody else in the world is going to tell me what to do. And that's final. Any questions? Why do you wear those thick glasses? Because <laughs> they don't cost any more than the thin one. That's why. Now, let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen... Oh, darn it, the phone. Mary, answer it, please. Okay. Hello? Yes? Yes, sir, he's right here. Who is it, Mary? Uh, Jack, it's Mr. Vincent Riggio, president of the American Tobacco Company. Oh, oh, my sponsor. Uh, hello, Vince. Vincent? Oh, Mr. Riggio. <laughs> well, what, uh, what can I do for you, Mr. Riggio? You've been listening to the show? Wasn't it great? Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't have what? But I had to fire him. That quartet was the worst. You, you don't think so? Well, everybody's entitled to his own opinion. I mean, that's why they put rubber mats around cuspidors. <laughs> <laughs> what? I guess you're right. It didn't get a laugh here either. <laughs> But about the quartet, Mr. Riggio, I felt that... I know, but... But, Mr. Riggio... I know, but... Yes, but... You might be right, but... 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 I know, but... 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 But <laughs> But 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 Mr. Riggio Well all right if you want a quartet I'll have to think it over Sorry for the abrupt ending there. The Jack Benny Show oftentimes ran overtime, and that sounds like that's what happened there. Of all of the uh, recordings of this particular episode that seemed to be in circulation, I think they were all made off of this same uh, master because every one of them has that same ending. So I'm just going to assume that they ran out of time. And I, uh, we've listened to other Jack Benny shows where at the end, they have to fill in with the orchestra, you know, playing a song over and over and over again because they ran uh, short on time. And then they have one where they, where they, or I should, how, how, do, how would that go, Chester? Either they, either they were, the show was too long or too short. Okay, so in this case, the, the show was too long. And they just ran out of time. They didn't get to do the credits or anything. You could kind of hear the network guy coming in over the over the end of it. But sometimes if the show ran too short, they had time to kill, then they would have the orchestra go on and on. But how many times at the end of Jack Benny do you hear him come out and say, 
We're short on time. Good night. <laughs> you know, when they used to do rehearsals, one of the big things the director did was sit there with a stopwatch and time every scene. But with Benny, there was so much ad-libbing and laughing, and you just couldn't do that. So that was the Jack Benny Show. That was originally broadcast February the 3rd, 1947. Jack fires the Sportsman Quartet. And I really thought that was funny. That phone call at the end just killed me. I love it when he goes, <laughs> hello, Vin. Oh, uh, Vincent. Oh, Mr. Riggio. <laughs> Oh, my. So that set up three other episodes, uh, two of them which are just classics. I, I forget what the, what the third one is. Anyway, maybe we'll play those in subsequent weeks. Uh, I, I think you'll get a big kick out of it. The Jack Benny Show, just one of my favorite, uh, favorite shows. You know, when, when, the, uh, when the fella, when Jack says that, uh, oh, Ms., okay, Mr. Riggio. <laughs> You could hear there's a guy in the in the audience that just guffawed, and that really adds to to the scene. It really does. I remember once we went, we had a group. We went and saw uh, went and saw the taping of the Bob Newhart show, the one where he was the psychologist, and <clears throat> there was a scene in that that was kind of a surprise laugh, and it really struck me funny, and I laughed really loud first. And then everybody else laughed too. But to this day, when I watch the rebroadcast of that one, it's the one with um, Ralph Bellamy. He played uh, Bob's professor. But to this day, when I hear that or watch that on a, a rerun, I can still <laughs> still hear myself laughing, uh, you know, some 35 years ago. Folks, that is going to do it for Monday, January 25th, 2021. Hope you enjoyed our comedy selection today. We will be back tomorrow with an old-time radio drama. Going to go out tonight with a little John Conley. Remember him? He used to do great story records. You know, uh, songs that told stories. He always had a tear in his voice. Of course, this this is a country chart kind of guy, you know. But, uh... He reminds me of uh, a lot of the country music from the, uh, oh, the mid-70s into the early 80s. I was kind of a big country fan back then. So, anyway, hope you enjoy it. This is Bob Bro. I am so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. See you tomorrow.
I wake up in the morning in a state of fright On the wrong side of the bed all night Clinging to the broken heart inside my head Open my eyes and I move my hands From round her pillow to the nightstand And straighten Miss Emily's picture by my bed Go to the office, the work's piled up Pour three fingers bourbon in my coffee cup And cry on my best friend's shoulder down the hall Feel so lonely when I close the door Bite my nails and I walk the floor And straighten Miss Emily's picture on my wall Look out my window and what do I see? Nothing but pain looking back at me All that my future means to me Is tossing yesterday's love out into the wind And straighten Miss Emily's picture now and my office and I go downtown to a little bar we all hang around laugh drink beer and shoot pool and have a ball when the laughter stops and the hurting takes hold reach in my pocket for my billfold and show Miss Emily's picture to them all in the house and I slam the door Scatter my clothes all over the floor Wishing I could do the same thing in my head Drink a beer and I eat a bite Just before I turn out the light Straighten Miss Emily's picture by my bed Look out my window and what do I see? Nothing but pain looking back at me All that my future means to me Is tossing yesterday's love out into the wind And straighten Miss Emily's picture now 